Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. Extremely excited. Glenn and I are just coming off a long weekend, nice little vacation. He got away. I got stuck with the kids. And now we're here. <laughs> and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about goals because it is beginning of September and this is an incredible time to take the end of the year by the reins and make sure 2022 is yours. But starting off first, Glenn, how are you doing today? Good. It was nice to have four or five days off from hustle and bustle. I haven't taken any time off. I haven't taken a long weekend off, I think, in maybe, I don't know, a year since wherever we were opened back up again. So it was really, really nice to take some time off, be with my family, and just enjoy life and just enjoy all the, the stuff that I've created and we've created. Uh, yeah, what about you? How was your long weekend? It was good. My grandma turned 90, which is wow. crazy. So we did birthday stuff and took a bunch of pictures. It was, uh, it was a busy weekend, but it was good. Longevity genes in your family, huh? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully we'll see if that carries down a few generations. So, so listen, everyone. Question for you starting off today. Glenn just said something I thought was really interesting, and I, I've been suffering with this. This is a little off topic, but I'd love to know if you're listening to this right off the bat. Have you struggled with this? In Ontario, Canada, there were crazy lockdowns. We weren't able to work for almost 16 or 17 months, and people in Toronto, just south of us, weren't able to work for almost nearly two years. Until literally just this weekend, I've actually felt guilty for taking any time off for the fear of the money that I'm going to lose from the time that I'm voluntarily taking off compared to the forced time that I had off. I'm wondering, before we jump in today, are any of you struggling with this exact same thing? Because I want to know, is it just us? Because if it is, then we need to go see somebody. But if it's not, I'd love to know who here is struggling with it and what you've done to overcome it, because I would love to learn a little bit from you. So first, goals. Glenn, 2022. How are you feeling about it so far? Feeling good. Uh, I think we, particularly here at Strata, came back really, really strong. I think we have a team here of people that want to move forward together and they want to grow and they are go-getters and they do move in that direction. And it makes working here and the systems that we have put in place that much more effective. And so I think a lot of us were, once we opened back up, um, kind of just like the ball was rolling again. Like a lot of people's client bases came back pretty quickly. Like over, I think everyone at least over 50% return, yep. which was really, really good. People like myself who were a little bit newer, had to spend a little bit more time and energy and effort getting everything started up. But um, yeah, it's been really fantastic. And um, I think it speaks to what happens when you, your entire team and the systems you have in place are all pushing towards the same direction and they're optimized for your goals, which is why we're doing this podcast today. Because I think that if you don't know where you want to go, it's really hard to um, backtrack or reverse engineer what to do and who you have to be to get there and maybe who you even have to hire if you're in that position. So that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking this is a great opportunity to share with everyone, you know, how do you figure out where you want to go and then how to start reverse engineering how to finish the year really, really strong. 100%. I mean, honestly, it is 10 a.m. here and there already today have been three new clients on the gym floor that have been here for less than two weeks or maybe three weeks. And it's just been fantastic. Like coming off of August, August is typically a slower month. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the one of the busiest months that we've ever had in history. Yeah, we have. We had, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. We had actually it was the busiest month, the most amount of build personal training sessions amongst everybody here. We had, I mean, the second or third highest amount of leads come through the door, uh, and with a really really high conversion rate of like ten or eleven people, which is just absolutely fantastic. And so for a small personal training studio, I mean, really really lucky. We've done some really really cool stuff, like you said, that have turned out to be pretty successful so far. And so please, if you're just listening to for the first time or you're checking us out, like if you are not where you want to be, let us know because we want to help you achieve those goals. But today what I want to talk about, what we want to talk about is goal setting and making sure that the things that you want 
actually happen. Now, Glenn and I have done podcasts in the past about goal setting, but today's going to be a bit different because today we want to talk about how we have four months left of this year. And these last four months are the four months that we're going to use to make sure 2023 is your absolute best year yet. So Glenn, if we were starting off, if you had a student who said, hey, what should I do to make sure the end of my 2022 is awesome? Where would you want to start? I would want to know right away what the end of their 2022 looks like. I say, paint me a picture. Where do you want to be with your business? How many clients do you have? How many hours are you working per week? In what time frame are you doing that? What does that look like? And then from there, I would say, okay, if that's what it looks like. What behaviors are going to be necessary to make that happen? And once you list out those behaviors, whatever they would be, that list of five or 10, whatever that might be, rate yourself in terms of where you are on a scale from one to 10 in terms of your, um, your, um, your adherence to that behavior or your skill in that behavior, whatever that would look like. And then I think you'll get an idea of like, okay, where are you lacking? What needs to be done? And then I think from there, you can start reverse engineering. You know, how do I have to act differently? What new skills might I have to learn between now and then? What things am I doing that I, that I what things am I not doing that I need to start doing? And what am I doing right now that maybe I should just stop doing isn't serving me? And I think that's a large thing for a lot of people is this protective procrastination thing. But that's where I would start. That's where I would start. You say protective procrastination? I'm sorry. Um, uh, productive procrastination. Oh, productive. Yeah, 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 for sure. It could be protective too. I'm, it, emotionally, I'm sure it is. Not we, we all, and we've all done it at some point, right? I mean, it's okay. not pointing fingers. It's just the reality of being a human. Listen, if you've been listening to this for a while, I mean, there's a philosophy that I think is really important that I talk quite a bit about. And it's knowing when do you want to retire, first and foremost. Do you know you want to retire in five years, 10 years, 20 years? And what does that retirement look like? How much money do you have saved? By the way, you should go talk to a financial planner if you haven't already done this already, so you can reverse engineer your numbers. But what's important about that is if you know you want to retire in 20 years, you need to also know how much money you need to be making each year to make sure you can achieve that goal. How much are you saving and how much is going towards your daily costs? Once you have that number, we have a macro goal of each year of each year you need to make $100,000, $150,000, $50,000, whatever that number is then we need to make sure that each month you are setting up micro pillars to actually achieve that goal. And so if we know there are four months left in the year and to finish off this year, you need to make $20,000 in the next four months. We can easily look at that $20,000 and break that down to you need to make $5,000 per month, which is not a gigantic goal necessarily at all. If you need to make $5,000 per month, how many build personal training sessions are you doing? How many new people are you seeing? And this is where one of the great points that Glenn's got here is coming up to tracking. We need to know your numbers. If you have, and this is one of the biggest perils of gyms, how many people are you acquiring? How many people are you losing? Because truth is, if you're acquiring 10 new clients and you lose nine of them by the end of the month, you're just going to have to keep getting new business and new business and new business. And as far as a sales cycle go, that doesn't work. So the question that we want to ask you before we kind of get any bit further in this is, and like Glenn said, where do you want to be at the very end of this year? Do you know the answer to that question? I know the answer to that question. Ooh, I like it. Good. That's great. <laughs> I do too. And so this is part of the thing is you need to know where you're going. Because like Cheshire Cat says from Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there. So the next part of this little thing, well, do you have anything you want to say on that? Well, I mean, I, the thing I like about the, the key performance indicators, the KPIs, is that it'll give you an idea perhaps where in your uh, training system you're falling short. Right, because we, we ask our, our clients here, our FPM students, and we do it ourselves to so try to track some basic numbers, like how many new people are you being seen or having conversations with, 
out of those, how many potential phone calls are you booking with people from those? How many initial consultations or meetings are you having? How many of those meetings turn into a paid session or a paid assessment? And then from there, does that client continue to work with you um, beyond that? And then you'll get an idea through your funnel what's working, what's not working. Because if you're being seen by a ton of people, but then no one wants to hop on the phone with you, got to tighten up the marketing a little bit. If you're getting in front of a whole bunch of people and they're talking with you, but you're, they're hopping on the phone with you and you can't get them in to meet you one-on-one, -on -one, there's something in that initial conversation you got to tighten up and then so on and so forth. So we can actually see where along the lines you need to do your most work if you are tracking your KPIs. This is one of the big reasons why tracking numbers is so important. It's also one of the biggest things that people avoid doing because they gotta get some real information, real feedback about where they are and what needs to improve. And a lot of times, having to improve and do the things that you don't wanna do, you've been putting off that productive procrastination, can be a little scary. So that's the one thing I'd add about the KPIs, why they're so important. I mean, if you, if you don't know where the health of your business is, you don't know what to do next. I think it's important to recognize that there's only a few ways to really acquire new customers, mm. period, right? Really, you can go out and talk to new people. So cold outreach, messaging, presentations, conversion events. I love conversion events. Uh, second is create high quality pieces of content that draws people towards you, paid advertising, and referrals, really. And I got to be honest, I saw an Alex Hormozzi clip this morning that kind of got me fired up. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Like it's an extremely simple number, number of things. And in most cases, doing more stuff is not going to be what's going to make the game changer for you. It's going to be how you can take what you're currently doing and do it better. And so this is where if you are already going out and doing presentations, you already are creating content. Maybe you're doing paid advertising, which I wouldn't recommend you do until you get your organic stuff down. Maybe you're getting referrals, but how do we make sure you're getting more of them? And then if we have those things working and you have a high level of retention, oh my gosh, holy bananas, you're going to have an incredible business. You have to be tracking. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I was walking, watching downstairs this morning, personal training someone, and he had a dynamometer and he was tracking all these numbers from some of the stuff we've talked about with PAP. I love it. He's tracking his personal training sessions so we can see how things go. Are you tracking your business? And we have to be, have to be doing that for sure. Isn't it funny how it's like if we don't track what our clients are doing, we feel like we're not doing the right stuff or we're failing or like that seems to be like the thing that you have to do as a personal trainer. But then when it comes to tracking our actual health of our business, so many people just don't do it. It's just funny, like that kind of economy. It just popped in my head. But we should track everything in our life, shouldn't we? I think so. I think so. I mean, like, and to a degree, then all you're doing is tracking things, right? So obviously give and take. But if you're not already tracking your numbers, it's probably one of the best things you could start doing to really get an idea of what you need to be working on, in my opinion. 100%, you have to be tracking. And so on that note, I think one thing that's a really cool exercise that we can start to do to help make 2022 better is thinking about 2023. Because this is one of the horrendous things about fiscal years and businesses is that as you see them approaching, you see them approaching pretty quickly. <laughs> and 2023 is really not that far away. It will be Halloween and then it'll be Thanksgiving and it'll be Christmas or Hanukkah and then we'll be at New Year and then it'll be starting all over again. And so the question I wanna ask you no matter where you are in your business is, what are you doing in 2023 to help separate your business, grow your business, and take your current infrastructure and optimize it to make it better? We've got a few things we're doing here and at Fitness Pro Mentors, both Strata and FPM, and I absolutely love it. But the reason why it's so important to have that marker is if you know where you are going in 2023, you can make sure your actions and your systems today are set up for success. There's this incredible thing. I was just listening to uh, 
neuropsychologist, sorry, neuroscientist on hearing on the Andrew Huberman podcast. And he was talking about some really, really interesting stuff about uh, sound interpretation, music, and tone. But one thing that he said that was a bit off topic is if you learn and you master one classical piece of academia, you focus on one thing and you get good at it, you can get good at anything. And the reason why I love this is because all of our students who are absolutely crushing it have also spent a bunch of time focusing on something else in their world to become one of the best at it in their world. Maybe they're not the best in the world, but they are infinitely better at it than they were the day before. That level of discipline to work on a thing, no matter what the thing is, and get better and better and better and better and better and better at it with your own solo mastery venture, those skills will transfer to your business, to your personal training, to your personal exercise, to your music, to whatever it is that you like to do. And so this is what I would challenge you to do is if you need more money, I challenge you to make your business optimization the thing that you work on mastering and practicing. And like Glenn said a moment ago, focus on all the things that you need to optimize, the skills and the systems you have to get better to grow your business. Do it now because this is an amazing thing and honestly, it's a win-win. You just get the discipline to grow your business and you get more money and you grow. And I think those, those are all just fantastic things. So you figure out where you want to be X amount of time from now, 20, end of 2022, end of 2023, whatever that is. You reverse engineer back where the gaps are, whether it's a skill you have to work on, whether it is actions you're not taking, you have to be taking, whatever that gap is, you start working on that. The third part of that that you have to be doing is tracking. The other step and last thing I want to layer on there is you have to be going back and reviewing continuously how you're performing in those roles and in in developing those skills, so on and so forth. Because it's really great to have systems in place. It's really great to know where you want to go. It's really great to know what to improve upon. But if you're not continuously going back and checking with yourself, hey, how am I doing in my business growth? How am I improving in my marketing? How am I improving in XYZ thing? What do I have to do next and now? If you don't have your finger on that pulse, that's when you start wasting time, right? This is a classic one. Tell me if this is familiar or not. How many people here show of hands, have wasted an enormous amount of time creating social media content to no avail. I have for sure, right? Why? Well, I was told that's what I needed to do and it's got to work on it continuously. And instead of maybe going out and learning how to be a better communicator, how to do presentations, um, how to convert people in front of me when I see them into being actual paying clients, I was out there just doing social media because it made me feel good, that productive procrastination. If I actually took a minute and I, I looked at my numbers and I said, how many of these new clients coming in are actually from my social media? I would have probably maybe, I don't know, one in the past five years. Social media is great um, as, it expo- as it grows and expands. You have a lot of followers. And you have a product that can serve those people. But if you're doing one-to-one personal training, how many of those people that following you are actually in your proximity? How many people are actually going to buy training from you? Most people are going to use social media um, to see if you're legit see if what you do looks clean and good, great, they look like they're for me, let's go. So keep your finger on the pulse and know 
if what you're doing is actually gonna help you move forward, if it's the best thing for you to do right now, or if you're just twiddling your thumbs because it feels good to do something and avoid the hard thing. I know I keep coming back to that, but I think maybe that's because of my personal story, and I think a lot of people listening, it's their personal stories. You avoid doing the hard thing because it's uncomfortable, you don't know what to do, some kind of fear, but you have to do that. That's when your business is gonna grow the most. So, you know, I think one thing that we can do that I think will be a really fun exercise for you guys to hear is what Glenn and I, we can talk about our goals for 2023 sure. and kind of set things up. And then we can keep today a quick little short, little concise episode. Cause I want to say like, at the end of the day, I want you to write, listen quickly. Like if, if you want an exercise for today, write down a number of clients and a number of money that you want to make in 2023. And now reverse engineer the things now today to make those things happen. Cause if you don't know that, you're never going to get there. And I mean, I got to be honest, I have a financial goal to move into, we were just talking about this before the podcast, to move into a new house for next year. And so, okay, how do I make sure that I can level things up just enough so I can get there for this time next year? Anyway, what do you want to do with 2023? What is Glenn 2023, Owen's goal? 2023. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the cusp right now, not on the cusp, I'm actually, I'm at like about, can we talk about our personal numbers? Is that inappropriate? Sure, I don't know. I don't want like to rub any of them. So right now I've been averaging about 10K per month, which is good, right? Uh, it's fantastic for me. Um, moving forward, actually for 2020, for the rest of 2022, the goal is maintain that momentum, right? It's just like um, when you're trying to hypertrophy your muscles, right? You don't just try to build your muscles and then try to burn fat right away. You got to get your body used to having that muscle on your body, accustomed to keeping it around, and then you can start losing some body fat. You want to get used to that new set point, your body likes it there, then you start shaking some of that body fat off. So right now I'm sustaining that through, 20, through the 2022, right? Nice. I'm gonna hold that off there, make sure that, my, that the lead systems that I work on with Strata, right, are still there, that I'm, my tension's nice and high. And then for the uh, end of 2023, the goal is to move up to 12K months. I wanna up that there. And there's different strategies I have in place um, that I've been thinking about for that. Um, increasing the price points could ob absolutely be one of them. And then we're also talking about like programming and issues that we're gonna have here at Strata to help um, with more passive income. And that is kind of my plan to start moving to 12K. Do I have all the bells and whistles, you know, flattened out yet? No, not just yet, but 20 to 2022, maintain 10K. By the end of 2023, I want to be at some 12K months. That would be absolutely brilliant for me. So that's like the base, the base goals right now. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Honestly, for me, the things I end up focusing way more on are much more on like the business leadership side of things. Because for me, my personal business has been relatively consistent and not requiring much active participation per se after 17 years, which has been really, really fantastic. But it lets me put more of my energy into strata internal performance, the gym, getting everything here optimized, and then also fitness pro mentors. So just for anyone that's interesting, you know, seven years into this gym, we now have a full-time awesome team of people who are really, really crushing it and doing great things where Glenn and Chris and Taylor and Eric and Lucy can focus on their own practices. And so what I'm focusing on one is we have a couple different things. One, working on new conversion events that are gonna really, really help. We've already got a lot of presentations that we do, which have been really, really, we have to get that happy hips thing booked, yeah. the, the squat thing. But we, this is where we do these presentations because they're absolutely fantastic. We got a new series of challenges that we're working on to try and connect with more people in the community. For 2023, I've actually connected with a local professional who owns a really, really fantastic business. And I'm working on creating a local summit for this town that is specifically all around helping people move and feel pain-free. 
I don't know what we're going to call it yet. We're going to meet this month to come up with a game plan. But why I'm sharing that with you is I've never done an in-person event of this size with a few hundred people before. I've never collaborated with another professional before. But I do know the expert status of us working together towards this event and creating something that stands out in the town as a memorable anchor will help to separate Strata, Brandon, Glenn, Taylor, Eric, and everyone that's a presenter speaker there, Dr. Foster, right? from separating us as much as we can so that way we can stand out and we can grow our business as best as we possibly can. I'm really excited about it, to be 100% honest, because I think that these in-person conversion events, I shouldn't say think, I know from our data, give us the best clients possible. So if we can do a bigger, better event, boy, I know we can absolutely crush it. So 2023 is all about growing. And that's what I think the interesting thing about um, some things that we're working with, like the seminars and with like uh, the, the challenges and whatnot is one of the ways that, I think Brad and I both think about growing our businesses is looking at, and we've, and we've heard about this from Hermosi and Grant Cardone, which is like the 10X rule, right? It's like, how do we make this thing 10 times bigger than it already is? And how do we take maybe a system that we have that we can work off people one-on-one -on -one and expand that out? Brad and I have been working on um, templates in Excel sheets for programming, where instead of just being able to use it one time for a client, how can we actually expand this out and make it reusable? We've shot a whole bunch of different exercise videos here, and now we've got it where if we add that exercise into the template, the YouTube video will show up and we can easily create multiple um, exercise programs for people in a snap of our fingers and save ourselves a lot of time, energy and money, making it really easy to scale that end of our business. So it's one of the things that if you're an entrepreneur, um, so if you're already making the kind of money that you want, you think, well, how do I grow this thing beyond working with people one-on-one, -on -one, you start taking the systems you already have in place and optimize them and think to yourself, well, how can I make this thing more of a, of a passive income generator? And then blue sky that, think about that. Think about how you might create a membership program, how you might have XYZ thing. But these are the kind of things that I think um, come up when you start thinking really big picture once you have a really great even footing. One of the things I wouldn't recommend is uh, unless you have like a stable client base where you've got you know a consistent 20, 25 hours, until you can maintain that, kind of like Brandon has with Stratton, our lead generation, all of us here, you for sure can think about dabbling into it, but if you start spreading your efforts too thin, and you start focusing on just, well, I'm just gonna make passive income now, and then your one-on-one -on -one starts suffering, and then you don't have the money to sustain you know, the other things you're creating, you're gonna be stressed and nervous again, and that's gonna help, that might cause you to spiral. That's just my two cents. You have to be able to get really, really strong and balanced and maintain your business before you can start really thinking about 10 xing too many different things. I don't know if, you, if you've thought about that differently. I know that kind of came out of nowhere, but um, you really wanna make sure on solid ground, optimize your system so they're almost on um, uh, automatic mode before you start dumping too much time, energy, and other projects, which I know I've done with that other YouTube channel. It became unscalable, untenable. My business was starting to suffer here. Um, thankfully, I caught it before any d real damage was done, and then I reorientated my, my compass, so to speak. And I think that one thing that's it's important to just kind of catch if you're listening to this right now is be careful of delegating and offloading things that you don't like that are productive for your business if your business isn't ready for it. And there's one thing I've started to see with I mean, one of the things we talk about in our leadership program is reduce, automate, and delegate. And I've talked about this with a few different people. And I've seen a few different people who are in the introductory phases of growing their business. And they go, you know what? I don't like this behavior. Even though it's very productive, I don't like doing this. 
and then they dump it and they move on to another skill. But in reality, that one skill, like I'll be honest with you, I don't like saving money. <laughs> I, I want to buy things. I want to get a Corvette and I want to rip around and have a lot of fun. But at the same time, that's the discipline that I absolutely need because I know it'll bring me be much more fruitful in the future. And there'll be a point where I don't have to think about that as much. So don't dump tasks before it's too soon. But I love that. That's a great perspective, Glenn, honestly. Everyone, listen, set goals, make them happen, know where you're going, and reverse engineer the steps for today. Now, quickly, Glenn, what the heck's your pick of the week? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. Okay, you have to get back to me. I always forget. Ben, you go pick of the week first. I'm a little over. I'll think about it. Honestly, my pick of the week is if you're opening a gym, I would encourage you to look through garages and gyms of closing down for the Nautilus 2ST fitness equipment line. They were created in 1986. They're an older equipment line, but gosh darn it, Arthur Jones and that crew had an incredible system going between the way they were introducing belts and introducing, the, well, I shouldn't say introducing, but optimizing the cams. They're just an incredible machine line, and the reason why I recommend it is because they are fantastic, super smooth. They are timeless. They're even smoother than some of the Nautilus Nitro pieces, which are also quite expensive, but the 2ST line are far less expensive. I've re-fallen in love with the machines. I was just cleaning some of them up, tinkering, dusting them, and hooking up new seat belts to try and make them a hair better and a little bit more to the original design. And gosh darn it, they are just fantastic. So no matter where you are, if you're a trainer and you work out of a place and you want to bring in a piece to help out, or if you're looking at opening a gym, look for those two ST pieces of equipment. Honestly, they sell super cheap because they've got ugly plastic covering on it. Once you remove them, they look super sharp. Really fantastic. So I'm going to pick the Nautilus 2ST equipment line because... It's just ridiculously awesome. Fantastic. Great. You. I got oh. it. I got it. So uh, my pick of the week is going to be having a hobby. And that's not something that I'm telling you to dump hours and hours of your time into or spending a lot of money in. But pick a hobby. It's something that you can experiment with and have fun with creatively so that you can expand your creativity in other aspects. I think creativity is absolutely something that can be learned, but I know Brandon's talked about this many times. Creativity, in my mind at least, and uh, Brandon, love to hear your opinion afterwards, is the ability to take like different concepts and ideas that seem maybe uh, dis distant from each other, but connect them together in different ways. Because oh, honestly, the more different ways that you can take all these different topics or ideas in any endeavor, whether if you look at the world of exercise, whether it's like um, a force and mechanics and physiology and biology and nutrition, the more you can see all these different pieces, how they might fit together and creatively use them, the more you're gonna be able to solve some unique problems. I think the problem is for a lot of people, they dive so far into their career a lot of times that they lose that passion, that fun, and having a separate hobby, hobby, hobby can help respark that creativity. So recently I got into barbecuing more. Um, came home early from our cottage vacation because the air quality was terrible at the cottage we were at. It was really, really weird. No open windows and like an AC system. Woke up every day with a scratchy throat, dry eyes, just terrible. Came home and uh, I cleaned the barbecue. And I started reading about barbecue and I got really, really excited and interested in it. And for me, like it re-sparked my passion to learn new things. And I found myself this morning learning about some more exercise stuff, stuff I might not have jumped into before because I felt this like honest, this really new kind of urge, kind of like born again to learn new different stuff. So my pick of the week is going to be spend a little bit of time, whatever you can, even if it's like 15 minutes, a couple times a week, learning about something for your hobby, something that might not be career related because it will help keep your passion going, excite you in life and you'll be able to bring that excitement and vigor and creativity back into your job, back into your work. Yeah, there's definitely something about loving something and mm -hmm. go, just doing it for the love of it. Uh, that's just fantastic. I mean, as many of you know, I play drums and I just love it because it's just that creative exploration all the time. 
I think creativity is one of the most beautiful things. Like if you think of it, I, you know, I always think of it like paint because if you take two different colors, you take a red and a white, you, know, you get these two very distinct colors and then you take a brush and you blend them together. The, the lines and the smearing and how they come together, it's just immeasurable until you actually do it. And if you think of that as two different ideas, how these two different ideas bleed over to one another, you can have a little bit more of the red, a little bit more of the white. You can do a lot of different techniques to have these things connect together. And I think that just that ideology of blending colors together transfers, you know, I think the you know, 50 shades of gray, the name, it's funny, but if you think about it, 50 different shades of a color, well, you can do that with, you can do that with everything, communication exercises. I mean, that's the one thing that I love about Tom Purvis's RTS program is you take one exercise and it's 50 shades of an exercise <laughs> and it just turns it into 50 different variations. So love it. Funny Man, and sexy. Brandon. Man's going to barbecue us some prime rib. It's going to be good. I will. I will. I'm learning. It's I'm exciting. I really got a really great steak the other day. Medium rare, just the way it's supposed to be done. Oh, did you know you can salt steak for like 18 hours before you, you, you barbecue it? You know, it was disgusting when I was living in China. People would salt their meats for weeks outside. Yeah. And they leave. That's disgusting. You got to brine it, baby. But anyways, I got really nerdy with it. I'm going to nerd out for one because I got really nerdy with it because you learn the science of this stuff and then it reinvigorates you to learn the science of exercise even more. So I know it's just a lot of fun. It's great. Everyone, this is the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. We are the Minds on Muscle Show. Listen, at the end of the day, we want all of you to succeed and grow your business. That's what this Fitness Pro Mentor community is all about. And thank you so much for your time. We love helping you. And if you found this very helpful, we have an incredible series starting this next Friday, this Friday, next three Fridays, and we're doing three different gym owners, one revisiting, two revisiting, and one brand new, all around helping to blow up your business and find out how they did it. Anyone? Everyone? Have a wonderful one. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.